0: Hey, this is Mike Kim from mikekim.com and the Brand New Podcast, and you are listening to Relationships and Revenue with John Hewlin.
1: This is Relationships and Revenue, the show where real answers come from real discussions about what holds men back in their relationships at home and in business. A better bottom line at work means improving life at home. This show is all about helping you become a better entrepreneur and a better man. Welcome back, everyone, to the Relationships and Revenue Podcast. I am your host, John Hewlin. So happy you decided to join me today. And I have a very special guest with us today. His name is Mike Kim. Mike, how are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Honored to be here and uh, hopefully I'll be able to help and add some value to all of us today. Oh, I have absolutely
1: no doubt that you will be helping folks and adding value. Well, folks, let me tell you a little bit about Mike and who he is. Now, Mike is a business coach and marketing strategist and he specializes in personal branding and helping product launches come up with the right strategies and in copywriting. Now, if that isn't enough, Mike has his own podcast, as you just heard him talk about the Brand You podcast. But he has a few other titles that I think once I mention them, he will probably say are the most important to him. And those are son, brother and uncle.
0: That's right. Yeah. Family first.
1: Absolutely.
0: Family Absolutely. first.
1: So, Mike, now that I've kind of introduced you a little bit, I mean, a teeny tiny bit, I haven't even gotten into some of the brands you've worked with. So now that I've said that, I'll just let out of the bag. Folks, he's worked with with brands like John Maxwell. Okay, if you're listening to this show, you know, John Maxwell. I've talked about him. You know him. He's worked with Donald Miller. That's uh, building a story brand. Uh, Mike had a lot of influence and impact into that particular book in branding, Suzanne Evans, Catalyst Leadership, and that's just to name a few. So, Mike, now that we kind of know who you are, kind of take us back in time. Where did you kind of get your start and how, what does that look like getting to where you are now?
0: Yeah, my if I, if I look back in the last 10 years, John, my life looks like a big zigzag. <laughs> <laughs> and so a lot of us, a lot of us look at other people's, you know, lives and we see their highlight reels and we, mm-hmm. we compare their highlight reels to our backstage life, you know, <laughs> yep. and I, I, I'm not really a fan of that. I know it's natural for us to do that, but um, you know, we, we set a, we chart a course for our lives and we think it's supposed to be a straight line and real life doesn't work like that. It's not a straight road. It's, it's more like off-roading, <laughs> you know, and yes. they're both driving. It's both driving, but they're very different skills And when I was growing up in college, high school, you name it, young adulthood, I just thought life was supposed to be the straight line. Mm. Uh, I'm Korean American. So in our culture, it's like, you know, you graduate high school, you go to a good college, you get a good job, you have a family, uh, you raise kids and then you die. Mm. Right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you do this and then life hits you in the face and life happens. And, um, you know, it's incumbent on us to tap into a certain level of skill so that we can make the most out of life because life is never what we expect it to be. I grew up in the New York area and if you type in your GPS app to go from New York City to San Francisco, it's gonna look kind of like a straight shot across the country. And that's what we think life is supposed to be like, but dude, you zoom into the map in Manhattan, it looks the line to get out of Manhattan alone, drive out of New (laughs) York City looks more crooked than your like least favorite po- politician. <laughs> it's never a straight thing. So you've got to figure out how to pivot, reinvent yourself, mm. Um, mm. Uh, become self-aware, uh, be willing to take responsibility. Yes. And for me on the outside, that looked like changing my career. Mm. It looked like diverting my skills and talents into a new and different industry that i found much more fulfilling uh, and on the personal side, you know, it, it, it meant going through a lot of changes, family, uh, marriage, divorce, all of these things, the relationship I have with myself. Yeah, and man. so um, when I look at, you know, how I ended up here today, it was just a lot of back and forth. And it was a lot of finding out what I didn't want to do because I thought what I wanted, I knew what I wanted to do and it wasn't. So life for me has been finding about uh, what I don't want to do.
1: Okay. Okay. I love that answer. I love that. Uh, Far too many of us think just like you were talking, Mike, that it's, you know, A plus B equals C. You know, we think life is algebra and it's really, it's geometry, which means there's lots of different ways to get to the right answer. And so, (laughs) yeah, I think of it in terms of, uh, you know, a line that goes squiggly up, down, a lot of backwards, up and down, sideways and around and it gets your head spinning. And at some point in the future, you look back, it's like, well, I've made progress, but certainly not in the ways that I thought I would.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely.
1: All right. So I want to mention a phrase that you are known for saying, and I want you to unpack it for us if you don't mind. And that phrase is, marketing isn't about closing a sale. It's about opening a relationship. Tell us more about that.
0: Yeah. So if we, if we, marketing gets a bad rap, (laughs) it's, it's a loaded word for a lot of people. Um, Very few people wake up every day, very few regular everyday people wake up in the morning and say, I hope I get marketed to today. (laughs) No one says that. I don't say that. And I'm in, I'm in the profession more or less. Um, Nobody says that. Um, What we do say is I hope that someone understands me. Or I have a problem. I'm rooting for the first person I reach out to to be the solution. Yes. When we face problems, um, we don't want to date prospects. <laughs> it's it, we don't want to do that. When I when we need a lawyer or a doctor, or, uh, uh, you know, any one of these the, to, to help us with these problems, mm-hmm. the first person we Google, we're rooting for them to be the solution. We want the confidence and the assurance that this is the right person to go through. Um, it's not fun shopping for people to help you. It's no. fun shopping for clothes. It's just fun <laughs> shopping for a new car or, or for a house. But it's not fun shopping for people uh, that you need to help you with a very urgent problem. So when we think about marketing, um, we tend to think it's just tell everybody we're the best. Tell everybody why we're number one. Mm-hmm. And we assume that's enough. But with social media now and the way the world just communicates, there's just so much noise that all of these messages are the same it's just a bunch of people knocking down your door and really the way that human beings work in every area of life is we want to connect first Mm -hmm. and so if we can just make that shift in our minds that marketing yes it can it can lead to sales i market to a lot more people than i close quote unquote on a sale Mm -hmm. um but that's just the nature of, of business. It's, it's how it's always been. Think about your your favorite shopping mall. You know, I'm not a big shopping mall fan. It's just too much overload for me. But how many of those people who go to a mall actually really buy something? Yeah. A lot of people just go. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they hand out at the food court. They shop around. They window shop. <laughs> and you're one of 200 stores in the mall. How many of the people in the mall actually come into your store? Oh, and yeah. how many of the people who actually come into your store actually buy something? the the percentages are very, very low. So it's just a principle. Human beings like to buy. They don't like to be sold. Mm. And so if we can connect with them on a relational level, understand that me communicating well, writing well, having a well-designed website, having thoughtful social media uh, content, if Mm. all this is to help someone understand what I can do, and help them feel like they can trust me, well, then at some point, they may work with me. And that's what I really mean by it. We don't like to be spammed or marketed to or um, have our doors beaten down. We like to be spoken to. We like to be talked to. We like to feel understood. And that's my philosophy on marketing.
1: Absolutely. And I'm going to take that a step further. It's something that I've said on this particular podcast many, many times before. So, listeners. You've heard it. I'm going to say it again anyway, because it needs to be said many times. Marketing is storytelling and you are not telling your story or the story of your business. You're telling of the people that you've helped their stories because that's what other people care about. They don't care about you and your business. They want to know, I got a problem. Can you fix it? That's what they want to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's how do I fit into this? How do you fit into my narrative? There is a time and a place to tell your story um, and the business story, but it's usually not first. It usually is later on to give context for who you are, there especially you in certain types of businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care about my plumber's story. I care that he can stop <laughs> the leak in the bathroom. There you go. But if I'm working with a counselor, mm-hmm. uh, I want to know her story. I mm-hmm. want to know if I can, if I'm working with a coach, that's a different story, mm-hmm. right? I want to know where he or she is from, uh, where, who made them who they are today. and because i am in many ways a coach and an advisor uh i need to tell a lot of my story people people want that Mm -hmm. Uh, but if the the thing i fix is a very impersonal problem Mm -hmm. like you know a a leaking faucet or a pipe that's burst i don't care i just don't want my house to get flooded (laughs) so it depends on it depends on the industry that you're really in
1: okay okay
0: great insight thank you for sharing that
1: um (sighs) Well, let's dig a little deeper into some of the things you talked about. Um, I'm going to talk about this idea of personal branding for just a minute. You know, listeners to this show, and dare I say most people, are familiar with the phrasing of personal branding, but they don't really know much about it, what it really means, and what kind of a difference it can make. So can you help us with that?
0: Yeah. I, I, I try to you know, there's all these guys that have really complex definitions of it. I'm like personal brand is just your reputation. It's okay. just what people say about you when you're not in the room. It's, it's that simple. We all have a brand. Mm. A brand is nothing more than an identity, a public identity. That's it. That's all, it, all a brand is. When we think about these words like brand, you know, marketing and whatever. Okay. Uh, a brand is a, uh, let me use another retail story. a brand is gap gap clothes banana republic Mm -hmm. uh old navy little do people realize that those three companies they're not really those three brands are owned by the same company yep no one knows what the name of that company is (laughs) because they haven't given it a public name Mm-hmm. they haven't given that company a public identity we all know that when it comes to cars i may i may butcher this right uh lexus honda um they're they're the same family of cars lexus and toyota go together Le- that's right okay then i knew i butcher it. lexus and toyota yep. and then you have um honda and i'm gonna accurate what it was accurate that's right Yes, that's right. Exactly. I grew, right? Up, I grew up in a car family. It just kind of stuck. There he so. is. I, I used to drive an Acura, and I was like, which one is this again? <laughs> and people don't realize that these are basically the same companies. Mm. It's even the same with hotel chains. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Ritz-Carlton, Marriott, right? Fairfield Inn, all these. They're the same families. Holiday Inn and Intercontinental Hotels, I believe, are in the same family. Oh, wow. Now, there is a company that owns all of these brands. Mm-hmm. And the reason we have brands are because we have a public facing identity that speaks to a certain level in the market. Mm-hmm. You go to old Navy, if you want, you know, five pairs of socks for $3, you go to banana Republic. If you want five pairs of socks for $50, <laughs> right. it's a right. different quality. It's a different customer. It's a different product or it may be the same customer looking for a different level of product for that particular need. Mm-hmm. but it's all the same organization. right? And so when we talk about a brand, it's simply a public-facing identity. No more, no less. And when we talk about a personal brand, it doesn't matter if you're in business for yourself like I am or if you work at a company. People are saying things about you. You give off a certain vibe. You have a certain tone. You have a certain identity and a reputation with people. Personal branding is really or or crafting a personal brand is just doing so intentionally, mm. and doing it in a way that is thoughtful, strategic, intentional, and has, um, hopefully, for yourself, good ramifications and good results. That's really it.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Wow. I, I like that. I hadn't thought in terms of
1: personal branding being for folks who weren't in business for themselves. But now the way you describe that, that makes sense to me. Because anytime you're trying to go for a new job, obviously you're selling yourself. So you are your brand, you are the personal brand. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Now something else that I know that you've helped me a lot with over the years is copywriting. And listeners, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mike, I mentioned earlier that Mike is a coach a business coach Mike has been and continues to be in many respects my coach and he's also my friend but he is my coach and he's taught me so much about copywriting now to be honest for most people who hear that phrase copywriting they're like what I don't and you're writing a movie I mean I don't, I don't know what that <laughs> is let alone why it's important so can you help us figure out first of all what it is and second of all why is it important
0: yeah, so copywriting is simply um, these are the words that people write on ads and in marketing material. Um, even if you have a fashion brand, somebody had to write that caption. Somebody had to write the description of, you know, the clothing or the product or whatever it is. Any website you go on has words to it, and uh, copywriting is simply the discipline of writing those words in a way that persuades readers to buy from you, you know, persuades them, opens a relationship, as I said before, and hopefully makes it easy for them to buy and to um, establish that, that relationship, right, with you. Now, <clears throat> when we talk about copywriting, um, it's both an art and a science, and it's copywriting makes up one of the three identities of any brand, and I'll relate this back to just us as people. All every brand has three sub identities, and if these identities don't align, there's a mixed message that goes out. Mm. And so they're like legs on a tripod. They, you know, if even one is off, it feels like the whole thing is like messed up. (laughs) So we have obviously a visual identity to a brand, and this Mm -hmm. is how this is how it looks, right? We see colors and photos and fonts. And then you have the value identity, which is its positioning. Banana Republic has a very different positioning than uh, Old Navy. Intercontinental hotels have a very different positioning than the Holiday Inn. Mm -hmm. And then you see the verbal identity of a brand. And the verbal identity is how it talks, how it sounds. And that's where copywriting comes in. So... If you go into a high-end fashion brand like Louis Vuitton, some high-end fashion brand, they don't even know what the word discount means. It's not in their vocabulary. Right. But you go into Walmart, which makes much more money than Louis Vuitton, by the way, um, their language is all about discounts and savings because they know their value identity. They're for the retail market, the mass market, mm-hmm. and they know their visual identity. It's not posh. It's not you know pretentious. It's very stark colors right they Mm -hmm. build warehouses yeah and all of that lends itself to the 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 verbal identity right Mm -hmm. and how it talks so all these three things are aligned now again i'm talking i'm using a lot of examples from companies but we do this as people right we do this as people how you dress your visual identity how you take care of how you care yourself Mm -hmm. how you talk right Uh, are you overly intellectual are you easy to understand are you vulgar Mm -hmm. Right, And um, that determines in some ways your value identity, who you are in my life. Is this a good person to hang out with? Is this someone who's a good influence on me or my kids or my family? Um, All of that plays in when we look at both companies uh, and when we look at people. Mm -hmm. So copywriting is just how a brand uh, positions themselves through the words they use. And when you do that in a way that's aligned with the other two sub identities, you have a brand alignment, you have a cohesive brand identity. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Love that. Love that. Now, I want to take it a slight step further with copywriting. Because one of the things, one of the groups that we reach out to with this particular podcast are entrepreneurs. And so, Entrepreneurs have different ways of getting their messages across. We've got websites, we've got potentially sales funnels, we've got emails. Now, how is copywriting different in those? Well, and you brought even a fourth one up, and that is social media, which is a sales funnel like kind of thing as well. So, how do we approach copywriting in those different ways? Because they can't be the same, surely.
0: No, they're definitely not the same. Um, you want to have some cohesiveness to it, but you also want to speak specifically to the channel or the platform that you're using. Okay. The best relation, the best analogy I can come up is, with is, um, you know, I have two young nephews, they're five and three, and they're noisy. They're noisy as hell, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you'll hear all the time, my sister and my brother-in-law say, use your inside voice. Hmm. There's an outside voice and there's an inside voice. There's a social media voice and there's a web page voice and there's a book voice. It just depends on where you are and where people are interacting with you. Mm. On social media, I can get away with bad grammar and no punctuation on purpose <laughs> yeah. because it just seems much more friendly and relatable but and use emojis on social media when but I'm not putting that into a book because oh, gotcha. when someone picks up a book, they're expecting a certain level of quality. They're expecting, because the the medium has pre framed for them mm. what their expectation is in a book, mm. whereas mm. on social media it's the rules of English and grammar do not seem to apply, right? <laughs> that's and so that's true. fun because it's yeah it's in, it's informal it's loose it's quick, um, it's relatable it's it's slang, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and then in emails you can have a mix of both. It just depends on what you've chosen to do, so. When I look at a brand or I look at even my own business and how I communicate through these channels, they're all very different. They're, they're all still me, just in the same way my nephew, when he sits at home and he's quiet, is still who he is when he's a maniac running around the playground. It's still <laughs> him. And those who, of us who know him know it's him. And we understand he has a wide range of capacity uh, to communicate in, in different areas. It's the same way when someone meets me on my podcast versus meeting me for the first time through a book or Mm. meeting me for the first time through social media, I'm relating to them. Again, marketing is about opening a relationship. I'm relating to them on the level where we met. Gotcha. I go play a pickup basketball game and a guy sounds like Albert Einstein or Poindexter and he's like riffing all these intellectualisms i'm like what dude there's a time and a place for that <laughs> right it's sure. it, you know or you know you meet the guy who is uh shows up to the work meeting the board meeting he's saying, he he thinks it's five o'clock happy hour and he's already three drinks in and he's talking <laughs> the way that he would at the bar there's a time and a place for that mm. right and if it's out of context it, it causes the relationship to sour Oh. And so, you know, that's where we have to like really be intentional about how we're communicating people. Definitely. Okay.
1: All right. So, to take this a step further, because you're talking about relationships and, and how we're establishing those, um, that's something that's definitely very important to me and to this show, this whole idea of establishing relationships. And just to reemphasize for everyone, the purpose of this show is to help men improve their most significant relationships at home and in business. Now, I do know that we have several women who listen to this show on a regular basis, not the least of which is my own mother. So I do know women listen to this show. So ladies, I don't leave you out with the things that I'm saying, but what I'm trying to tell you is that we're reaching specifically to men to try and help them. Now, having said all of that, it is my belief that if we want our business lives to be the absolute best they can be, Our home lives need to be the best that they can be. Those relationships at home, the ones that we consider the closest ones to us, if we're not actively working on those and making those better, I don't care how great you are in business. It still won't be the best it can be if you don't do that. So how does that work in your life, Mike?
0: Yeah, so um, I, I, I think I went through kind of a shift in the way that I view all that. And what I mean by that is this, I'm only going to control what I can control. Mm -hmm. So I've decided I'm going to be uh, a person of love towards my family and my friends. And the only way I can do that is by controlling the decisions I make. I cannot elicit a response from my five-year-old nephew. The kid is (laughs) fickle. He's a kid. So I'm not going to base my, uh, eva- myself, I'm not going to evaluate myself based on how he responds. Okay. I'm going to evaluate myself on the effort I make mm. and the choices I make. So I see this person, it's me embodying love and openness and generosity And I say to myself, I move towards becoming a person of love, openness, and generosity when I spend time with my nephew, Mm -hmm. when I put him to bed, when I read him a story, when I choose to take time out of the day and go play with him on the playground. Mm -hmm. I move towards generosity when I decide to buy a gift from my parents or to send something to my sister. And so much of the time we base our standing on how people respond and it just doesn't work that way. You can only control what you can control. Yeah. Right. So I made certain decisions simply by framing it that way or okay. said, okay, I've, I've been on the road for, you know, two weeks. I'm really tired to come home October 30th and my nephews want to go trick or treating. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna do that because I, by doing that, I move towards love and openness and generosity. So that's how I view it. I, you know, um, my business life, my personal life, they're very intertwined. Oh yeah. um, Because I'm always thinking about my business because you know I'm I'm in business for myself. I think if I could shut it off at work. And when I was working a nine to five is a little bit different, but I know that even though I'm just doing this for the sake of becoming a better uncle or a bit better, better brother or a better friend, um, that's going to carry over into, you know, how I work and how I do things and how I handle relationships at work. So I, I would just say, I, just, just to take the pressure off a lot of guys who might be listening, you know, trying to say like well i'm gonna be happy if my wife does this mm. or i'll i'm happier i'm gonna be happy when uh or i'll feel loved and affirmed when she says this or my kid does that or my grandparents say this or my friends say that you're giving all your power away to other people mm. to reclaim the power you decide who you're gonna be and you give that to folks now do we want that or Do we hope and long for it? Yes. Do we long and hope for that reciprocation? Yes. Can we guarantee it? No. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so why? It's like playing the lottery. You don't know what you're going to get. And then sometimes yeah. my nephew completely ignores me when I come over. <laughs> Was that supposed to devastate my day? No, because I know he's ignoring me because I literally gave him a toy two weeks ago. And he's still playing with it. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't have the capacity to understand at this age hey, let me talk to you. And in many ways, your spouse, your significant other may not have the capacity. You may not have the capacity from their point of view. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just take responsibility for what you can do. And that's, that's how I look at life when it comes to relationships. Oh man, that was so good. Listeners,
1: I'm going to highly suggest to you two things. First thing, you need to listen to this entire episode again there's so much we've already talked about in here. Second thing, this last segment, what Mike just talked about, I would stop it right here, scroll it back just a little bit and listen to it again. (laughs) There's so much good there. Now he was talking primarily about those close intimate relationships at home, but it translates into your business life. Because if you care about serving your clients and potential clients if that's what you really care about and that's what you want to do and you're not worried about making the money that's the kind of relationships you're going to be able to build with those folks and they remember no isn't always no sometimes it's just no for now as i know mike has experienced many times over before
0: yeah it's it's just uh it's like a yes or maybe later you know, sometimes it's a no, and that's okay. I because I've done what I can. Like no yeah. one's ever gonna, like very few people can have the right to personally offend me, <laughs> right? Like that right is re, like reserved for very few people in my life. Cancel culture and people getting all up in arms about one little thing. Like we live in a society right now where it's just you know everyone's just easily offended, no, and so. if you are in business for yourself, you can't you can't live like that. it's impossible you know uh and trust me i've been there but obsessing over who unsubscribed to my email list or which people unfollowed me on a social media channel this is complete and utter nonsense (laughs) like for me to to lose sleep over those things and even if they hated me to lose sleep over these things when you get rejected People are not rejecting the real you because they don't even know you enough to reject the real you. Right. If your spouse rejects you, okay, that should hurt. <laughs> right. They know you, right? Yeah. They know you. Your business partner you worked with for 15 years, you shared life together, and they just all of a sudden say, I hate you, you're a dirtbag, whatever. That, okay, that hurts. Yeah, it does. But but like this idea that everyone gets an equal say is ridiculous they Mm -hmm. do not get an equal say even my clients do not get an equal say they get a better say than people who are not in a paid relationship with me Mm -hmm. i want to do right by them but the way i view that is i'm not responsible for my clients i'm -hmm. responsible to them okay there's a big difference Mm -hmm. because if you don't work out your own stuff And you don't understand that you are who you are and that's enough for yourself. You're going to start projecting that on other people, trying to save their lives, trying to rescue them. Now there are some places where that's appropriate. Look, my buddy is about to jump off a bridge. Okay. I don't care. I'm, I'm I'm tackling him, whatever. (laughs) Right. I'm rescuing him Mm -hmm. drowning. Someone's drowning in a river. I'm rescuing them. But By and large, day in and day out, we don't run into those situations. And so it's very easy for us to overextend ourselves and to make the relationship more than it should be and more than is appropriate because we're trying to be responsible for their success instead of just being responsible to them to equip them and resource them and advise them. Mm. And that's how I stay healthy. I, I I, I try to guard those boundaries you need me ask for help you're not a kid right you have my number you know the terms of our deal you ask me Mm. right i'll check up on you once in a while because i do care about you but if you're expecting me to read your mind or fill some gap in your life because you didn't have a good relationship with your dad or whatever it is (laughs) like this is not going to work right and that that's, you know, in this, my line of work, I have to be very cognizant of that. Sure. Sure. You do. Yeah. You know, if, if that's the kind of relationship somebody needs, that's called a referral to a
1: therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And Which even by then, the way, you know, I have done that yeah. before.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the times that I've done that, the people have been ticked off, but later came back. It's like, thank you so much for risking our relationship to help me. Mm-hmm hmm yeah all right let's talk about your podcast the brand new podcast which by the way folks is the top rated personal branding podcast out there you can't find a better one mike has some of the most amazing guests on his show um just to let everybody know and i've to prove this you'll have to see the video you guys see my phone right here <laughs> that's mike's show right there his most recent episode which came out today uh, is what I was listening to earlier before we got on. There are not a lot of podcasts that I make sure I don't miss. Mike's is one of those.
0: Oh, so I'm flattered. Tell- Thank you. Oh,
1: you very welcome. So tell us a little bit more about the brand new podcast, Mike.
0: Yeah, so the show's now, oh my gosh, um, probably about seven, six or seven years old. Mm. And um, it's just, if anything, it's just a lesson in consistency, yeah. And I started the, I started the show because honestly, I wanted an outlet, share my ideas, share my thoughts. I felt like I could do it. I had a background in music and performance and speaking. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it would be that hard. Then I realized it was pretty hard. <laughs> um, it's hard to deliver content and also bring 100% of the energy because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's you in front of a microphone. And so a lot of those early years, it was just, it was a chore. It was just a lot of hard work. and um i i did i started the show as someone who was a fellow journeyman you know i i I was working full-time in my own job uh, in my company job Mm -hmm. when i started the show and if you listen i mean around a year and a half in you can hear me make the transition to becoming a full-time entrepreneur or full-time solopreneur and um I did the podcast to add value. I didn't know how it would translate into business, but I just did it for the sake of doing it. And John, I I think that a lot of us, we do work because we think it'll lead to business. Mm. But in many instances, you need to do work just for the sake of doing the work, not because you're going to get praise or accolades or recognition. It's just a deeper calling for you to create something yes and so for me that's what that was um i could honestly i would do this show if 40 people listen to it i honestly could care less i know that sounds insane people like you're full of it no (laughs) i i don't check the stats i check them like once every two weeks Mm -hmm. Uh, my producer will say oh my gosh it's blowing i was like okay i don't care he will tell you i never think about how to optimize the show or double the listenership or run ads I do it for the sake of doing it because it is a way to keep me in alignment and it's a way to honor a passion uh, that I have to share ideas and have good conversations with people. And uh, it, when you honor that, I think people can tell that it's coming from your core yes. and I do it because I enjoy it. So, and this was true of everything I've created. I've never been a big name in anything and I don't really care for it because I know what happens when, when people do become like that, you have, you start dealing with a bunch of problems you didn't have before. Mm -hmm. But even when I did music, even when I did this podcast, my blog, speaking my social media, um, I'm just like, it, it will be what it will be. I'm just going to do the work for the sake of doing the work because I enjoy doing it. And now because people depend on it, And they do listen and I'm going to serve them, you know, but the minute that it becomes like, I don't think this is in alignment with what I'm supposed to do with my life anymore. I'll pull the plug and that's okay. Oh man, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. And that's,
1: uh, that sounds an awful lot. Like what I have said when I started this particular podcast is that it comes from a place of love and wanting to serve and it, for lack of a better term is a calling to do it because uh, there's a reason that the average length as far as podcast life or lifespan, I guess is probably a better way to say that is seven, seven Mm -hmm. podcasts is the average. So obviously you're way past that. And I'm, I'm a little
0: barely past that, but I'm past it. So (laughs) yeah, no, that, and and it's, it, it, what, like one of the most underrated things or overlooked things in human existence is consistency Mm, mm -hmm. like intentional consistency is what we don't have in life Mm -hmm. you know um yeah yeah consistency you sleep every day you eat every day you go to the bathroom every day but things that stretch you and cause you to grow consistently people have the hardest time doing that watching their diet exercise uh, writing or creating something every day um this is hard and the fact that you know I could show up somehow, shape, or form every week for several years. I'm like, I somehow did that. So I think I can be consistent in other areas of my life. Because it's a lie to say I'm not a consistent person or you're not a consistent person. It's just in certain areas. So let me borrow some of that credibility Mm -hmm. and apply it to my diet or exercise or writing or whatever it is. Cause I've had to tell myself, no dude, you're consistent. And I've found that that bleeds over into other areas of life. If you are intentionally able to make that connection. So yeah. Yeah. And the show is all about just helping people where they are, you know, to build a business. So yeah. Love that.
1: Love that. So let's continue on with that theme of consistency, specifically in the area of writing, because I know that you are, have wrapped up a book and you got a book coming out in the not too distant future. So what can you tell us about the
0: book? Uh, it's the hardest thing I've ever done professionally. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just a, 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 it is a war with yourself. Mm. Um, For me, it was, and maybe the second book or the third book will be easier, but the first one was the hardest. The first one was taking years and years of content, um, re- reshaping it, reforming it um, into a different vehicle. Like I said, I can't use emojis in a book <laughs> and just kind of combing through it. And it's just me and this keyboard. And, you know, back when we were talking about copywriting a few minutes ago, you know, people asked me what that is. Copy- a copywriter is simply a salesperson behind a, behind a keyboard. Okay. At, at a, sitting at a keyboard. That's it. Mm-hmm. And when I was writing this book, I'm like, it's just me, my fingers, and these keys. And through the things that I share here, uh, it could potentially impact and help a lot of people. But I I didn't really think about that. Mm. I just thought to myself, if I die, I'm on my deathbed, and I write a freaking book, I'm going to be really pissed at myself. (laughs) And again, it was just do the work for the sake of doing the work. Now, I had people in mind that I want to read it. You know, I didn't just aimlessly write whatever I wanted. It's not an autobiography. It's, it's really, Hey, here's a step on how to, here are the eight steps to building a business, uh, that, uh, is based on your unique abilities and is also personal fulfilling, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I wanted. Right. Um, and, uh, how do we do that? I've learned how to do that. I've, I've done it for people. I've done it for big names and people who are starting out. And so let me just do this in a way that can help people shortcut that process, set them free, uh, to express themselves, right. Give them permission to do that. Um, because I didn't have that when I was starting out, I didn't have that when I was younger. And so it's just, how do I help people showcase their unique expertise and build a highly profitable, but personally fulfilling business. And that's what the book is about. Yeah. Oh man. I love that. Uh, in fact, that so is in
1: line with who I am and where I am headed in life because you know, I, one of the big things that I talk about often is my pain is not for me. My pain is actually for other people. And if I've processed through it properly, I'm actually doing something to help and benefit other people to help prevent them or keep them from having to go through the things that I have gone through. So I've taken my pain it's become my purpose and ultimately my
0: platform. Yeah. 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 If you want it to. Right. And th- that's and what there I are others so. who, yeah. Yeah. And that's totally, that's what it's all about. You know, all of you listening, some of you may be freaked out by that idea and that's okay too. <laughs> that's just where you're at. Right. You know, John or I are not any better than you. No. We just have a little bit more clarity on what we, we have some clarity, measure of clarity for ourselves on what we don't, no one's comparing you to anybody else. Like that's the other thing, too. It's like we get caught up in this stuff. Oh, it's God. like just be you, build the life you want. Um, you know, one of the things that's always kept me grounded, John, is that uh I, I think about uh my three best days, and you know, you alluded to this podcast. I think I shared that on 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 today's episode. Yeah. And like, what are the three best days of your life? And I leave that open-ended. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? Uh, no, just, what, whatever comes to mind. And I realized none of these days had anything to do with me going into work and killing a closer killer deal. Closing a killer deal. <laughs> For some people, it is. So all the power to you. For me, it was, you know, laying on the beach or being in a city at night and overlooking the cityscape. Mm. And, um, doing things with my friends, doing work that mattered or being with my family. So if, if my business doesn't allow me to chase more of those kinds of days, Mm. what am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? Right. If I am chasing 1 million followers on my Instagram account, well, if that's really what makes me happy, great. But if not, what am I doing trying Mm. to chase that to a to a point that it's unhealthy yeah um i've had really big paydays i've had really big i've, I've seen six figures drop into a bank account on one day because a client wired it mm. and i honestly will tell you cool didn't change much now we can change a lot if you're in poverty and really struggling i get that and i've certainly been there but Because that was not one of my things that I said, those were one of the big, one of the best days of my life was uh, somebody wired me 140 grand. Then I say, Oh, that's nice. I wonder how many more days that I really want to live, this will allow me to do. And how many Mm. more days I can provide for my family or my friends to create memories like this to do. And that's just how I stay centered. It's really, really just simple. Yeah. Oh, man. That is so good.
1: Oh, my gosh. Listeners, I I want you to really, really hone in to what Mike's talking about here. And I I am going to way oversimplify it. But what he's really talking about is you have to know who you are. That's central to everything that Mike's been talking about. You got to know who you are first before you can know your why or your purpose Because if you don't know you, you are just going to be spinning your wheels all the time or trying a bunch of different things to see if something's going to feel like it fits. So focus a little more on you and figuring out who you are. And then you can start to get to some. because some of that other stuff becomes clearer. That's where that clarity comes in, figuring out who you are. And then you're putting in the hard work. We're putting in some action behind that. Then the clarity starts to come. You don't get it all at one time. You get a little bit. You just get little bits here and there. And that's okay Mm -hmm. because that little bit means that's that baby steps we talked about before. That's that baby step you took. And it doesn't look like much after you've taken three or four, but after you've done a thousand of them and you turn around and look behind you, it's like, look how far I came. Yep. Love that. Love that. Absolutely. So Mike, we're getting ready to wrap up our time here. But before we do, how can folks
0: find you? Yeah, well, you guys are listening to a podcast right now. So the easiest thing to do is just jump over to my podcast, The Brand new yeah. Podcast. Uh, if you're interested in building a business that showcases, again, your unique expertise. Um, if not, I'm on all over social media. Instagram is probably the social media handle that I use the most. Uh, it's just at MikeKimTV. And I've got a website, but very very few people go to it, to be honest, because, you know, I do. We all interact on social. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, but I don't post a lot there anymore, um, simply because I don't blog as much as I used to. Mm. Um, but social media is just where everyone's where everyone is active. I use Instagram a lot right now. I'm trying to get more active on YouTube. But if you need to reach out, just hit me up on Instagram. That's I respond to DMs there. It's the one social app that I use um, almost every day, and uh, that's a natural place for it. And uh, depending on you know when you're listening to this. Uh, my book, Brand You, may be out hmm. um, if you want to pick up a copy. That's a way that, a very, very simple way to just kind of dive into everything that I've shared today. All of the stuff I've shared today uh, in some shape or form is probably mentioned in that book. Hmm. And it just is really just a, a simple eight-step blueprint to help you build a, a business around yourself. So, yeah.
1: Love that. Listeners, I forgot to mention something earlier, so I'm going to mention it right here. Mike talked about his book, which is called Brand You. And it is supposed to release April, 2021. Is that right, Mike?
0: Yep. That's what we're targeting.
1: Okay. So this episode's going to come out before April. However, if you want a signed copy of Mike's book, you can get one on me, but you have to do it this way. You're going to have to use your handy dandy little phone right here. And you're going to have to do a screenshot of it. You got to tag Mike and you have to tag me. And when you do that, I'll know right away, and then I'll know who to t- tell Mike to get the book to. Now, obviously, we're going to have to get your address and that sort of thing, but we can get the logistics part of it worked out. So yeah. it's a book signed by Mike on me going to you, the first person to do that.
0: That's awesome. I'd be glad to do that. Thank you for that. Uh, and um, if you pick it up, I hope you I hope you guys all find it uh, helpful. Oh, I, I have absolutely no
1: doubt that it will be helpful so i'm looking forward to that book as soon as it comes out all right mike we're gonna get to our final four are you ready yes sir i'm i'm ready all right all
0: right question number one why did god create mike oh why did god create mike um just for the hell of it
1: (laughs) okay yeah that's probably one one of our more unique answers but i like that okay yep All right. Question two, what are you reading or listening to right now that's helping you grow?
0: Ooh, um, my own journal. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think, um, if you document and journal things and then you take the time to go and read back what you write every Mm -hmm. once in a while, you really learn a lot of yourself. You read with an open mind and open eyes there's a lot of there, you'll recognize a lot of patterns and it'll increase your awareness. That is
1: the most unique answer I've had to that question so far. I absolutely (laughs) love that. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Question three, what do you do for fun?
0: Um, Hmm. I hang out with friends Okay. and uh, we drink too much. (laughs) Um, we eat too much, mm. but it's who I can be myself with. And when I'm 90 years old, I'm never going to look back on life and say, I'm really glad I didn't go out with my friends. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's how I have fun. We, we could do anything. I don't, we could watch a movie. We can, you know, um, go eat, go eat. We can just talk. We can go be stupid and be in a karaoke room or something like that. We can travel. <laughs> but it's just life is really about who you do it with. So yeah, that's really it. Sweet. All right. And finally, what are you most grateful for? I am grateful for my family. Mm. Yep. My family. Uh, Not many people can, um, not many people get to really appreciate their family until it's too late. Mm, That's true. And, my business and my life have afforded me the opportunity to do that. Mm. Now I don't want it to end tomorrow, but if my life were to end tomorrow and I stood before God and he asked me, well, did you, did you have enough time with him? Uh, I would honestly say, yeah, Mm. I've lived a very full life by this point in my life. Now I don't want it to end. I want to do more. (laughs) But, um, if he said you can sign up for this and be done in your forties, or you can sign up for a life until 90 and live a quarter of the experiences that you've had, I'd take this. Wow. And that includes my family. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. That's strong, man. That's strong. I love yeah. that.
0: Love I really that. feel that way. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, Mike, thank you very much for taking some time with us today and sharing a little bit about yourself and about the things that you do, but more than just that, I, I really feel like you were able to share you with us. And, I, and that means so much to me. Thank you so much for just taking the time to be here.
0: Oh, it was a pleasure. This is one of the most uh, fun interviews I've done in a long, long time, John. So thank you. And those questions were great. Thank oh, you. Oh, you bet. You bet. It's my pleasure.
1: And listeners, thanks very much for tuning in today. Again, you can find Mike on his website, mikekim.com. You can find him on YouTube, Instagram, and he is everywhere. And don't forget his book, brand U is coming out very very soon so be looking for that on Amazon or any place you buy books in the very near future thanks again for tuning in everybody and we will talk to you next time bye everyone thanks for listening to relationships and revenue I'd love to get your thoughts on the show two ways you can do that are to give us a rate and review and or connect with me on social media you can find me at John Hewlin thanks again for listening and remember Passion gets you started. Purpose keeps you going. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.